previously on Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Did Mr. Tillett leave, then block the door behind him? Something strange is going on here. Who was that old chap I saw outside the alley? He headed eastward. Maybe I could catch up with him and ask him if he saw Mr. Tillett. The old man has disappeared into the darkness. I'd best turn back to the inn. As I suspected, I must have dreamt of that wretched-looking cat. Let's see if I can track down the elusive Leonard's shoulder. I'm rather anxious to get to this barrow. Miss Bateman? Yes? I've something I wish to get off my chest, as it were. I have not been honest with you, lass. I do know of Hobbs Barrow. If I've learned anything in this life, it's that some stones are best left unturned. Old Leonard's shoulder is someone to be wary of too. I can't tell you what to do, lass, but you'd best avoid him. I need your help, young lady. Tell me what you need. Let the blood from my arm. Excuse me? Cut me. I beg you. Okay. The vicar lies in a pile of leaves here in the woods. The vicar looks dreadfully ill. The trees appear very old and the branches gnarled. Next to him, the pile of vomit. I don't wish to look too closely. And on the trail, his spectacles. The vicar's spectacles lie broken on the forest floor. Let's approach the vicar. Are you sure this is the only way, father? I beg you! It's the only cure for this torturous malady. So we have a few things we can use. We have the handkerchief, the room key, the matchbox, the glove, the trowel, or small shovel, and the silver necklace. Let's grab his spectacles. Ouch! The broken lens is extremely sharp. Did we pick it up? We did not pick it up. Oh, maybe we use the glove on the spectacles. Perhaps I shouldn't risk soiling this glove until I find its owner. So we need to pick them up. So maybe we try the handkerchief. This handkerchief was a gift from my mother. I hope she will understand. This should work. I mean, what are we going to do? We have to cut him. I don't want to cut him, but I think we have to. We use the broken glass with the vicar. Are you sure you want me to do this? Yes, it will cure me of my ills. I shall do as you ask, Father. Droplets of blood splatter onto the grass. He gets up, slowly. He covers his mouth. Puts his glasses Thank on. Thank the Lord for my spare pair. God bless you. I already feel quite better. I'm glad, Father. The rapid healing properties of bloodletting cannot be overstated. I'm Frederick Roach, vicar of St. Edmund's Church. My name is Thomasina Bateman. 
It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> so, so we have a few things we can ask him about. Are you feeling better? Yes, thank you. What ails you, Father Roach? I... I just ate a rotten berry, that's all. I like to pick blackberries for my supper, you see. They are quite delicious, as long as you mind the bramble. My apologies again. I wish we had met in different circumstances. Are you from Bewley originally? I was born in our very own St. Edmunds. It's quite the story. Do tell. My mother was sheltering there as a frightful tempest raged. And lo, did her waters break right there and then in that pew. One could say that you were born into your role, father. <laughs> Indeed. When my mother told me the story as a young boy, I knew that this was my calling. St. Edmunds is a fine building. Thank you for saying so. It's hard work keeping her in good shape, but our congregation is always willing to lend a hand in the Lord's name. What is it like being the vicar here? Every day is a blessing, my child. I have a great love for our parish, and the Lord looks after us. Obviously, we have to take what he says with a grain of salt. Let's continue the conversation. What about your congregation? Numbers have fallen over the years, I must say. But those that remain are faithful and full of his spirit. Definitely something happened. It wasn't a rotten berry. Let's ask him about Leonard. I'm looking for Mr. Leonard's shoulder. Oh, yes. Are you a relative? No, it's a long story, but he invited me to Bewley. And he didn't tell you his address? He was to meet me last night at the Plough and Furrow, but he never came. I see. Well, let me welcome you to Bewley on his behalf. Thank you, Father. Do you know where Mr. Shoulder lives? Let me think. It's been many moons since I've paid him a visit. Perhaps you could allow me to take a look at the parish register? No need. I remember it now. A fair hike across the moors. Could you please give me directions? I'll take you there myself. It's the least I can do after you waited me, so. Capital. Thank you. Just let me know when you're ready to pay him a visit. I'll be resting here for the time being. So that's kind of huge, so he can take us there. I feel like we should explore a little more before we go. Let's continue the conversation. What do you know of Hobbs Barrow? I can't say I've heard of it. It's supposedly a famous local landmark. I'm afraid I know nothing about it. What can you tell me about Bewley? It's a quiet town. The railway line, which I presume you arrived by, is the only news of note we've had here for years. I've heard the new station has received a mixed reaction. <laughs> I've heard many a debate, it's true. But my role is not to adjudicate on that matter. I'm very busy in my own work, you see. So now we can tell him we're ready to go. Let's end the conversation and just look around a little more. We're on a small trail in the woods. It's very beautiful, very calming. Should we do anything with the vomit? I'm not going near it. It smells disgusting. <laughs> it's there, so I don't know if we have to do something with it. Let's... Let's try. Let's try the trowel. I don't know. I shan't be dragging any of my possessions through that mess. Alright, sounds like that's a no-go. Let's keep going down the trail. We'll come back to him. Now we stand on a bend in the trail. More gnarled trees. Lots of foliage on the trees. Here we have large boulders covered in moss, and we have a small hole. 
in the dirt at the end of the trail. No doubt home to many a woodland creature. We approach the hole. I have no desire to go rooting about in there. How about the trowel? No, that won't achieve anything useful. Okay, one exit at the end of the trail. Let's keep going. I shall see you later this evening. Four men here. Well, I say. Greetings, my dear. Hello, sir. A pause on your beauty, for I shall see you again soon. Wait! The man is well dressed and he so walks nerve. off. Lady, you're blushing. I most certainly am not. Here we have two large tree branches blocking the trail. Three men working with axes on breaking down the trees and stumps. Let's have a look at them. The men look like they've spent many a long day exposed to the harsh moorland weather. The man furthest left has blonde hair, the furthest right has brown hair, and the one in the center is darker skinned. Let's talk to him. Maybe he's the foreman. Sorry, lass. No way through here today. Let me pass, or says who, or if you say so. How about says who? Let's see who's in charge. Says who? Lord Panswick. Now get back before you find yourself under a falling tree. <laughs> Let's continue. My name is Thomasina Bateman. Oh, I. You're not from round here, Thomasina Bateman. No, just visiting. What is your name, sir? Horace. Are you in charge here? I am indeed. Tell me, who was that arrogant man here just now? Just someone passing by. It sounded like you knew him better than that. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that's none of your business. What are you doing here? What does it look like I'm doing? We're chopping down trees. There is no need to be sarcastic. We're employed by Lord Panswick. He's ordered us to gather logs from his woods. That's what we're doing. These are his woods? Aye, his lordship owns most of the land round Beoli. Who is Lord Panswick? Our governor. He's the governor of the whole town. All right, Owen, back to work now. He lives in Bewley? Aye, not far away. But his lordship doesn't like questions or visitors. Now please leave us to our work. Do you know a man named Leonard Shoulder? No, I don't. Can you let me get back to my work now? Let's keep going to more topics. Have you heard of a place called Hobbs Barrow? Can't say I have. Why are you gathering logs for Lord Panswick? By heck, you ask a lot of questions. If you must know, his lordship is repairing an old ruin on his land. We need the timber for the restoration work. How intriguing. We can ask him about the ruins. What type of ruin is Lord Panswick restoring? An old chapel. I should rather like to see it. Not possible. His lordship does not welcome visitors to his estate. Thanks for your time. We'll be done by tomorrow morning. Come back then if you want to explore the woods. So this is interesting. It seems like everybody's in on something in this town. Obviously, everybody's very secretive, and it seems like nobody is telling the truth. I wonder if we've gone to the end of the road. Lass, as I told you, there's no way down the path today. All right, let's go back. So we have the hole here. That's something to keep in mind. I don't think we can do anything with it. Further down the trail, we have the vicar. Let's keep going. 
Back at the four-way intersection, it opens up into a clearing. The moors in the back. The moors stretch as far as the eye can see. And I believe that was where the two kids were playing. Let's see. Yes. If we head down south, we're back at the village. If we head east, we're back at the church. Why don't we go see... It's time to see Leonard. Let's approach Father Roach. Actually, now we can ask him about Lord Panswick. What do you know of Lord Panswick? Oh, yes. A rather important fellow around here. His vast land holdings give many a steady employment. I hear he is renovating an old chapel on his land. Aye, I've heard such reports. He believes this to be a godless land. Something I wholeheartedly disagree with. To which god his chapel will be dedicated to remains a matter of concern. Why do you say that? Oh, my apologies. Don't listen to my oafish conjecture. Let us move on. Okay, let's go. I'm ready to go to Mr. Shoulder's house. Excellent. I feel the fresh air will do me well. Follow me. Back at the four-way intersection. Back at the trail. Back at the church. We pass the old woman. We stop. Good morning, father. Good morning, Mrs. DePlancy. Mrs. DePlancy, this is Thomasina Bateman. A visitor to our parish. We've already had the pleasure of meeting, Father. Excellent. Miss Bateman, don't hesitate to try one of Mrs. DePlancy's wonderful cakes. Yes, I've heard about her famous Bakewell puddings. I'll be here all day, young lady. But remember, once they're gone, they're gone. Those little whelps have already gobbled up all the gingerbread. You are doing God's work, Mrs. DePlancy. He smiles upon us, Father. Miss Bateman, if you'd like to follow me. We continue to the east. Let's talk of graves, of worms, and epitaphs. Make dust our paper, and with rainy eyes, write sorrow on the bosom of the earth. Let's choose executors. And talk of wills. Shakespeare? Quite. Which play? Uh... I'm not a poet. <laughs> we have three choices here. Hamlet, Richard II, or Macbeth. I know nothing about Shakespeare. I know somebody listening is probably screaming right now. Uh, let's go with... Let's go with Macbeth. No, let's go with Richard. It seems like that's the least obvious of them all. Richard the Second. Correct. You are well read, Miss Bateman. Look at that. Studying the work of the Bard is one of my favorite pastimes. Follow me. <laughs> what do you think? We're back at the bench, the sole bench. We stop. Behold, the vast expanse of God's creation. The moors extend as far as the mortal eye can see. Beautiful, is it not? 
We look out at the moors. Three choices. Indeed, the moors are beautiful. Or, I find them rather desolate. Or, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think they're beautiful, so I'm going to go with... Indeed, the moors are beautiful. The beauty of God's creation is that it takes so many forms. How can one take in such a view and not have faith? Some look at these moors and think this a godless land. But I tell you, he is found in all domains. The Lord's work is all about us. Tell me, Miss Bateman, do you believe in God? Once again, I'm going to answer honestly. Well, wait a minute, we have tell the truth. Father Roach seems prepared to hear it, or lie. You might want to avoid a tense situation. So it seems like maybe Tomasina doesn't believe in God, and it seems like the game expects us to know that. I could be wrong. Me? Myself, I believe in God. But I think if we lie, that essentially tells him that we believe in God. So let's go with lie. Yes. I sensed a hesitation there. No, I believe in... Come now. I will not bring the fire and brimstone upon you for speaking your truth. Well, I was brought up Anglican. The church was an important part of my early life, Father Roach. But what happened to my father eventually made me question things. If you don't mind me asking, my child, what happened to your father? He had an accident when I was very young. Screen transitions. Wide blue eyes once again. Come along now, Thomasina. Let's get out of the rain. Thomasina is a very young girl. Back on the initial trail we started on. Two old women we pass by appear to be nurses. Back at the Iron Gate. Remember what I told you, all right? Be a good girl. People are unwell here. They don't want to hear you running about making noise. Understood? Yes, Mother. Good. And don't annoy the nurses. I promise I won't. Good. Now, let's see your father. We enter the building, which must be an infirmary. Once again, we are at Tomasina as a child. We stand in the center of a dark room. Tomasina's mother, seated in a chair, sobbing. To our right, her father in a bed. Daddy is sleeping. Behind us, a tall window. It's pouring outside. It's nighttime. We approach her father. Daddy, wake up! We go back to her mother. Mommy? Mommy? A nurse Good evening, enters. Mr. Bateman. Hello, little one. You must be Thomasina? Y yes My name is Nurse Blaketon. I just need to talk to your mummy for a little bit. I'm sorry to disturb you, Mrs. Bateman. Mrs. Bateman? Will he ever talk again, Nurse Blaketon? The doctor is uncertain, Mrs. Bateman. 
There is the possibility that Mr. Bateman won't regain any movement at all. But we will do our utmost to look after Mr. Bateman here at Ticehurst, ma'am. He will have a nurse by his side at all times, I can assure you. The mother looks up. The screen transitions once again, wide blue eyes, back at the moors. What sort of god would allow this fate to befall such a kind and honest man? I'm sorry to hear this. God moves in mysterious ways, but he loves us all. Hmm. Come along now. Hello. A young blonde girl. She off in a hurry. Who was that? Some primitive folk make their home out on the moors. I suggest you keep your wits about you when you are exploring, and don't stray too far from Bewley. I see. How much farther to Mr. Shoulder's house? Still quite a walk, I'm afraid. But we'll get to him soon enough. Now then, take a look at this. Are we really going to Leonard's house? Legend has it that this cairn has stood here for over a thousand years. How remarkable. The Devil's Toe. I beg your pardon? Well, that's what it's called. The Devil's Toe. Oh, I see. Come now. Onward. That was the large pile of rocks we came across before. We continue east. We walked and walked across that vast, featureless landscape. All the while, Father Roach was whistling away merrily. Just as I had begun to wonder if we were hopelessly lost, a building emerged from the mist. Mr. Shoulder's cottage. A small, humble cottage. Chickens outside. Here we are, Miss Bateman. Unless my memory fails me completely, this is Mr. Leonard Shoulder's house. Thank you for your help, Father Roach. Now, now. No need to thank me after your providential assistance today. However, I have something to ask you. Yes? Please don't tell Mrs. Deplancy about my little scene in the woods. She will only fret. The poor dear woman has enough on her mind as it is. I shan't mention it. Thank you. You'd better see if Mr. Shoulder is in. We stand on the grass outside of a lonely, humble cottage. A tall blue door in the front. I'm rather fond of this color. Perhaps Mr. Shoulder and I share similar taste. Two square, four-paned windows. We peer inside. No sign of life? None. The window is nice and clean. The dwelling is by no means abandoned. On the ground, two hens. A sweet little hen, plump and well-groomed. And a rooster. A fearsome-looking beast. Mounted on the tall blue door, a carved stone, round. A carved stone has been affixed to the door. I think it depicts a crescent moon. A peculiar adornment. I've not seen any like this in Bewley. Though it does remind me of a passage by the bard himself. <clears throat> It is the very error of the moon. She comes nearer Earth than she was wont, and makes men mad. 
once again through choices. Romeo and Juliet, The Merchant of Venice, or Othello. I hope us getting these right is not going to affect the outcome of anything. Because I don't know this. Again, I'm shooting from the hip, so let's go with... Othello. Othello? Precisely, Miss Bateman. Your knowledge of the Bard is presently <laughs> flawless. I consider myself to be well-read, Father Roach. It's delightful to meet a fellow bookworm, I must say. Got him fooled. <laughs> we've got him fooled. Okay. We've checked out the stone, we've checked out the door, we've checked out the windows, and we've checked out the roosters and hens. How about Father Roach? Father Roach still looks rather pallid. We can continue around the back of the house. We see a stack of wood behind the house. Mr. Shoulder has stacked blocks of wood neatly beneath this small lean-to. Very neat and tidy. Above the stack of wood, clothesline. On the clothesline, three pieces of clothing. A pair of trousers. A pair of thick woolen trousers. A glove. That glove looks familiar. I wonder if it matches the glove I found behind the plow and furrow. And a final garment. A woolen undergarment. Can we take the glove? That glove looks familiar. I wonder if it matches the glove I found behind the plow and furrow. What can we do with the wood? I've no desire to lug a block of wood about the countryside. What if we try to match the glove we have with the... With the glove on the clothesline. The gloves are a pair. Does this mean Mr. Shoulder was in the alley last night? Why didn't he come inside to see me? So that's interesting. Can we pick it up? Mr. Shoulder must have dropped the matching glove last night. What was he doing in the alley? Rather rude of him not to come inside and see me. <laughs> so we cannot continue further. So, let's go back to the tall wooden door. Mr. Shoulder? Is Thomasina Bateman here? I'm here in Bewley as discussed. Maybe try again. His hearing probably isn't the best at his age. Turns her head. Shall we knock again? Let's knock again. Mr. Shoulder, are you home? It appears Mr. Shoulder is not at home. Curses. Perhaps you could try the handle. It's locked. Perhaps he's gone for a stroll. Possibly. I'd suggest you call back later, my child. I myself must make my way back home. I have some matters to attend to at the church. Shall I accompany you back to Bewley? Two choices. No, you go ahead, Father. Thank you. I'd like to look around further. Or, let's go. I'm ready to leave. Let's look around. No, you go ahead, Father. Thank you. As you wish. Farewell, Miss Bateman. I hope Mr. Shoulder finds his way to you. Thank you for your help, Father Roach. My pleasure. Parting is such sweet sorrow. 
There's no way I'm going to be able to pull this off three times. I can't be three for three. Romeo and Juliet, much ado about nothing, or enough Shakespeare, <laughs> which is what I want to go with, but... This is the third time Romeo and Juliet has come up, so I may go with that. I think I will go with that. I want to be three for three. Romeo and Juliet. Correct. Oh! And I shall say good night till it be morrow. You've proven yourself to be an impeccable scholar of the bard, my <laughs> child. Lord be with you. Look at that. Well, Mr. Shoulder, you've brought me to Bewley, and now you're nowhere to be found. Look at that. We got him. I want him out of here. I don't like to be accompanied in games. I like to do my own thing. I don't like to have an escort. So let's look around. Just you and me. We have the exit to our right. What about these hens and roosters? We pick You're one up. Sweet little thing, aren't you? We put it down. How about the rooster? He looks much too unruly to be picked up. The final hen. You're a sweet little thing, aren't you? That's nice. Okay, we put it back down. Can we do anything with the trousers? The trousers feel damp. Freshly hung, or still wet from last night's rain. The other garment? Slightly damp. What can we do? How about the window up top? The window is much too high up to reach. This must provide a charming view across the moor. I feel like there has to be something here we can do. Can we break the window? How about the room key? Try with the door. This key doesn't fit here. Well, maybe we go back. It's interesting that he said, be careful in the moors, that it's dangerous. Who's that girl, the blonde girl who ran off? We don't really know what to expect. We don't know what these people are about. This is interesting. I don't think there's anything left. Let's go back. As I trudged back to Bewley across those cold moors, I made a new resolution. I would find Hobbs Barrow myself, with or without Mr. Shoulder. 